Welcome to Financial Flight Academy with John Schutz and Brent Connolly from Soar Wealth Strategies. In this podcast, we inspire families and business owners to build a foundation for their financial future. We do this by listening and building trust with our clients. Join us for this journey where we explore ways to protect your nest and live out your dreams as John and Brent draw from years of experience and guest experts to help you take that leap of faith. If you're a prospective home buyer and mortgage rates are getting you down, you're going to want to listen to today's podcast. Ben Kugler comes to us from Freedom Lending by way of Little Franklin, Nebraska. He'll give us some insight into strategies that could help you. I'm John Schutz. And I'm Brent Connolly. We're from Soar Wealth Strategies. Ben Kugler, welcome to the show. Thank you. Well, before we get into talk about mortgages and interest rates, Ben, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Uh, what was life growing up like in Franklin, Nebraska? Well, Franklin's a very small town. I actually grew up in the country. I grew up on a farm and that very simple upbringing and that, but it was good, good upbringing as far as teaching me work ethic and mm -hmm. money management and things like that. Did you ever yield a corn knife? Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> That's a big, big theme in this uh, podcast. Yes. Ben, uh, being in Nebraska, as you know, a lot of people have walked beans in their lifetime, unlike Mr. Connolly. I, Moving on. I I have many times. So <laughs> that's that's why I do what I do now. So I don't have to walk beans. I, it is something. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, manual labor is a great motivation to get an education. Fine. We'll have to go back to North Bend and we'll walk some beans one day. I will. I will do it with you. I think sprayers take care of that now, don't they, Ben? I don't know. That is I've, correct. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what kind? Of, I offered. What kind of farming were you doing in Franklin? Basically, uh, corn and cattle was the main was the main t items that we had on the living up to that. nebraska being the beef state yes. and the corn husker state that so is correct you lived it all ben that's fantastic well so did you ever think about staying in farming uh no not really so much um i didn't it wasn't i guess my calling and that but my dad was very industrious as well besides the farming he did a lot of Additional things such as sales of seed corn and ag products and things like that. So that was kind of where I looked at the opportunity of business outside of the farming and the mortgage industry to a large degree is a sale and that things like that, dealing with the consumer and a customer and trying to meet their needs and things like that. So that was partially where some of my background came from. You know, many of our guests have grown up in small town Nebraska, and we always talk about that work ethic. And I, I love that. But Ben, what was the best financial lesson you learned growing up on the farm? Uh, well, just the time period that I grew up in was the early to mid 80s. And that is the farm economy was very, very rough and things like that. You know, you just had to be mindful of money management and be cautious of you know, not overextending yourself and things like that. So those were just things that I saw firsthand that basically I kind of took to heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and uh, <laughs> you have those conversations with people every day now about not overextending it, yourself. Exactly. Right? Exactly. I mean, making, making the right decisions of does, does the house fit your needs? Does payment fit your needs? Things like that. The home purchase is not simply just buying a house, but making sure you can budget for it. Is it uh, a good long-term financial goal? Things like that kind of all goes back even into some of the decisions person makes in the 
in the ag industry? Is it necessary? Can you afford it? Does it make it life life for you better? Things like that. Right. Yeah. You know, Ben, that's a really good point when you talk about visiting with people about is that mortgage affordable? John, we speak to clients all the time about their monthly budgets. And typically that mortgage payment is their biggest expense. And sometimes that really concerns us. Well, it yeah, it can be. And I think, Ben, you can maybe speak to this a little bit with interest rate rates where they're at. And we'll get back to the Ben Kugler story shortly, but but because uh, it's riveting. <laughs> but in these times of high interest rates and you know, now we're seeing that hidden tax of inflation where, you know, the county assessors are catching up with the rising property levels. And I think some people have not taken into account that that part of your mortgage that will change is the escrow part of it mm -hmm. when you're paying for property taxes. And and I, we talked a few weeks ago to Michael Gibbons, our property casualty insurance guy about homeowners insurance going up because mm -hmm. had a few hailstorms in the area. So Ben, speak to that a little bit in, in your conversations, I guess, how you would advise younger folks or first time home buyers about knowing what's ahead. Oh, I definitely do speak with them about, as an example, based on what the value of the home is currently versus maybe what they're purchasing it for. The county hasn't caught up with it in certain situations. So it's subject to a possible tax increase. So I do generally disclose to them or try to discuss with them about once the sale is finalized and the county goes back through and updates their information, there is a possibility that there could be a tax increase <laughs> um, based on where they're at now versus what they project out to where they could be. Same thing with new construction, where with the new construction, the taxes are based on just bare ground, um, right. the unimproved property. A lot of people, you know, look at it and they can afford it now, but can they afford it once the, again, the county reassesses the property and the taxes are fully assessed on the property? Um, there can be a lot of sticker shock in some oh, of those yes. situations. And the last thing a person wants is someone to come back and say, well, I can't afford this now. You know, I try to educate as much as possible and forewarn them that there could be possible increases and in that. But the one thing I also emphasize is keep in mind that the payment of the debt service is the constant. So the taxes and the insurance are really the only variable. The insurance you're allowed to shop for. So I point out to them that they should always constantly reevaluate their insurance make sure that they're so the one thing you can shop for in in the escrow equation is the the insurance to make sure that you're getting the best coverage for what you're paying for but the one item that uh is hard to control is the taxes you do have the ability to protest it but uh, a lot of times that's kind of an uphill battle i'm glad you touched on that i'll never forget when we closed on our new home that's the one thing i remember an exciting day there's about 4,000 papers being thrown in front of us to sign and the old shock letter, right? Surprise, your taxes will be eventually assessed with the house on it. <laughs> uh, that's a great point, Ben. Right. Yeah. So getting back to the Ben Kugler story so we can get you that movie deal about your life. Um, <laughs> after high school, you go off to University of Nebraska, Kearney, which I don't know, was it Kearney State back in those days, Ben? It, it was really 
so originally when I enrolled, it was Kearney State. And then when I graduated, it had uh, changed to the University of Nebraska at Kearney. Oh, so the diploma actually has UNK on it. Yes, I was actually the first graduating class. Oh, wow. There you go. Wonderful. So what was the plan always to go into mortgage lending, Ben? Actually, I thought uh, possibly that I wanted to do real estate sales. That was ultimately my goal. And that so I received a a business degree with an emphasis in marketing and real estate with the intent to actually sell real estate. But tell me about your least favorite class at Kearney. My actually least favorite class was real estate finance. (laughs) There it is. That's what I ended up doing for a, a career. But I felt at that time when I was doing the real estate sales that, you know, that would be a part of the equation that I wouldn't basically have a hand in. So I don't know if it was necessarily myself or possibly just a lack of connection with the professor, but I <laughs> I did not enjoy the class, but now that's what I do on a daily basis. Interestingly, you're, you're the second person that we have interviewed on this podcast who said who has gone into the field that they said was the least favorite <laughs> subject matter uh, in college. So it just goes to show you never know. Yeah, right? that's right. So Ben, your company is Freedom Lending. Uh, you describe yourself as a boutique lender. What does that mean? So basically, the way I kind of look at it is, like, as an example, an online lender, with that, you go into more of an assembly line. I I view myself and the company and that the way we operate is, once you start the process with me, you're going to be in contact with me throughout the whole process. I don't hand the file off from a communication standpoint as uh, with where I don't communicate with the customer through the process. I'm going to be the point person. So if they explain something to me, they don't have to continue to re-explain the situation, maybe to a different person or whatever. And that, and I'm based. So basically I view myself as the liaison between myself and underwriting to basically present the borrower in the best possible light to ensure that the process goes smoothly and we get the loan to the finish line and close where a lot of times with an internet lender, it may be passed. The file may be passed around amongst multiple people. And a lot of times, you know, things, things get basically lost in the shuffle or there's a constant having to explain the situation and things like that over and over. So I just try to make the process as simple and as easy as possible. And I I do know people who've used internet lenders, but one of the things that I hear from them is, oh, a lot of things we saw were teaser rates and it doesn't exactly play out sometimes like the interwebs says it's going to. So that that's very correct. (laughs) I mean, there, there are a lot of teaser rates or as I call it, just advertisements just to get the phone to ring that aren't really, as I call it, available out there, but they they do that just at least to start the communication process. You know, John, over the years, we've had it pretty easy referring people out to or clients out to folks like Ben. Hey, go refinance, go look at a you know home equity line of credit. But now with rising interest rates, it's a little bit more challenging. Uh, ben, tell me a little about how the mortgage business has, has slowed down significantly, maybe? Maybe yes, not? It, it slowed down significantly mostly because in the Omaha market, it's just lack of inventory. And that's based on people aren't willing to give up their 
good rate that they've received through refinancing over the last few years. Right. Guilty. And and then the cost of the new acquisition. So if they're going to make an improvement, it's a substantially larger price point and the cost of funds is in some cases double what they're at. So a lot of people are just basically sitting on the sidelines for now mm -hmm. and that's in impacting new homes coming on the market because people aren't willing to part with their existing homes. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah, I believe you call that the golden handcuffs yes. of the low low interest rates, <laughs> which is so true. So, you know, in my family, my daughter and uh, my son-in-law, they're one of those young couples who really got hurt by this, this rising interest rate environment. And we're going to talk about that when we come back. Excuse me. Yeah, you. Thanks so much for listening to Financial Flight Academy. We hope you're enjoying it so far. If you have any questions or would like to talk more about this topic, you can find us at SoarWealthStrategies.com and all of our social media platforms are listed in the show notes. Back with Ben Kugler of Freedom Lending, uh, does a lot of mortgage lending. I've worked with him a lot in the past with a lot of things uh, client related. But Ben, uh, I was talking about my daughter and son-in-law who were one of those young couples who really got caught in that period when mortgage rates just started to take off when they were about ready to try and buy a house. So what are you telling people in the market to purchase right now? Well, I'm telling them not to be discouraged by the the interest rates, partially just because you can always renegotiate the rate. And I feel that- Date the rate? Is that- date, date the rate, marry the home is the mm. term that they're using. Very in the clever. Industry. I like that. Right yeah. now. And that, because I personally feel that I don't see home values really decreasing. And that we may have flattened out, but I feel that this is probably the new norm. They just may not appreciate at quite such a high pace, but basically you need to, as I call it, get in the game, get a house under contract and that, and then possibly in the future refinance for better terms and that, because you can always renegotiate the rate. You can always refinance that, but your balance is the balance that is owed in regards to what you pay for the house. If the ho housing market continues to appreciate, you're just in the future, it's inevitably that you're going to pay more for housing in the future mm -hmm. and try to lock something in now sooner versus later and then just negotiate a better rate and refinance in the future. Ben, what are your thoughts about uh, adjustable rate mortgages? You know, you hear a lot, uh, you hear a lot of that stuff going around and give me some thoughts on that. So really, I mean, in certain situations, I mean, there's a few institutions that have that out there as teaser rate. But right now, the way the market is, that's actually what they call an inverse yield curve, where short-term rates are actually higher than long-term rates. So currently in the market, uh, the 15-year rate is basically the same or even maybe higher in a than a 30-year rate. Mm -hmm. So the same thing kind of follows true with the adjustable. In a lot of situations, the adjustable rate is not really any more affordable than the 30-year fixed rate. So yeah. and basically, you know, just take your 30-year rate and and refinance that in the future. Yeah. Oh. John, there's that yield curve again that we, we uh, talked well, about, it's, right? It appeals to the nerd side of me, but yeah. there are some important things that go into investing and, and mm -hmm. other things when we see this inverted yield curve. Absolutely. It's not normal. 
to not get a higher interest rate the longer you lock up your money. Anyway, it's uh, a little too complicated for this uh, setting right now. But here's here's a conversation that I always think is kind of worthless, but we're going to have it anyway, Ben. Uh, so let's talk about a really worthless conversation that a lot of people like to have. Ben, where, I'll preface it that way. Where do you think mortgage rates are going in the next couple of years? Well, like I tell my customers, if I truly knew that, I wouldn't be here. That's correct. I'd, I'd be sitting on a beach drinking a margarita right now. But in in my, I call it best guesstimate on it, I do look for rates to pull back in the in the future, just because from what I've seen as far as the data that they're starting to release, that the the rising rate is starting to slow down inflation and things like that. And um, I feel that they know that inevitably they need to pull the rates back to create more affordability on things and that in the near future, it it should start to ease. But I don't feel that it's going to be immediate that they're going to start pulling them back. They may not continue to raise, but I would think, you know, in a year from now that we would start to see some gentle easing of the rate. Well, and this is a tough time for economists right now because we have not, we've never done this with our economy, the shutdown during COVID and and just really stopped things in our economy. So they don't really know. It's hard to predict anyway, but it's hard to, uh, we're seeing so much conflicting data out there right now. And And I would agree with that. I think a lot of this is uncharted waters as far as what happened and what's going to happen in the future. I think a lot of it is just, educated guesses Mm -hmm. on what what some of their economic policies are as far as trying to slow down the inflation and how it's going to impact the overall economy and then just the rest of the world intertwined with it because the u.s i believe right now has better or has inflation more under control than other parts of the world but will will that flood over into possibly holding our rates up you right. know, in the and, future and things like that. And I would think because of the Omaha market, obviously every market's different, but we're hoping that being in the middle of the country, that that will certainly help us when it comes to, you know, inflation, recession, et cetera. Yes. Yes. I, I will agree with that. The Omaha market's insulated to a large degree, but we did see a big uptick in housing prices and things like that, that possibly, you know, historically in the past, you know, the market would not have reacted quite like it did. It's more, it was a more typical move of how the coasts and things worked. Interesting. And that, but on the flip side, the home values have remained very steady in Omaha and the Midwest, where some markets are starting to see a slight decline in value. So it is good for home values in Omaha that as I call it, it didn't uh, the, didn't bottom out. And when we talk about these mixed signals of inflation and job creation and unemployment, <laughs> from we, we, here at Sorwell Strategies, we're affiliated with the Commonwealth Financial Network. And from the 2023 mid-year market outlook, citing some of the positive signs in our economy, uh, it's consumers. American households have, and by the way, consumers, consumption is two thirds of our economy mm-hmm. in the United States. So it says consumers, American households have shown a high level of fiscal responsibility in recent years. Many consumers have avoided high interest uh, credit card debt and refinanced mortgage debt at every opportunity. As a result, 
The ratio of financial obligations to disposable personal income for the average American household is at a multi-decade low. Are you seeing that, Ben, when you talk to folks? I mean, obviously, there are still people who get into credit card debt issues, but it does seem like we're in an improved situation there. Yes, I, I will agree with that. I will say just the general consumer debt from what it was maybe 20 years ago, as, as an example, has improved tremendously as far as credit cards and charge cards, things like that, that the consumer is more aware of what they are spending on charge cards and credit cards and things like that. The one thing that I will add in that, though, is the the student loan equation. That is still, yeah. though, student, mm-hmm. student, student loan debt is a large, large debt for at least the younger generation and that they are carrying an extreme amount of student loan debt. Mm-hmm. Right. That does uh, impact their buying ability. Boy, that'd be about a 12 hour show right there. And <laughs> no kidding. That would really get old John boy fired up here. So yes, <laughs> we'll that's, to, a, that's a whole nother. Let's not go down that road right now. Yes. But yeah, that's a good point, Ben. Um, any strategies you would suggest to prospective home buyers right now with the, uh, the high cost of borrowing? Higher cost of borrowing, I should say. If you go back to the '80s, it's not that high, but and that that's a good point. So we're we're roughly at about where we at were with rates in about 2007. Yep. So it's not like these are rates that we've never seen before. These aren't like conditions that uh, really kind of more normal, isn't it? Right. This is this is really the true norm. Mm-hmm. You know. So this is kind of uncharted water as far as having this long a period with extremely low interest rates. The one thing to keep in mind is that, you know, the rates that we're experiencing right now are more truly kind of a historic average of what rates are on mortgages and things like that. And basically not to get discouraged. Home ownership is very important. You know, it's very important as far as just building wealth and things like that. But people also need to remember that it's it's also creating a home and a housing situation that creates stability just for your you know family and things like that so it may cost a little bit more but there's a lot of additional benefits with it just as far as peace and happiness involved with it mm-hmm. so uh ben what what's the the best way for folks to get in contact with you if they have additional questions uh they're welcome to call or email me anytime and that my email address is b K-U-G-L-E-R at freedomlending.com. And feel free to call me anytime on my cell phone at 402-499-6607. I encourage just a, you know, a simple call if they've got questions and that. And then from there, we can take an application or set up a meeting to answer any questions. Yeah. And Ben has helped so many of our clients here, with not only with mortgages, but sometimes we needed to do some debt consolidation, which is still you know, something that is a possibility that you might want to look at in refinancing that home because the credit card rates have also gone up. Correct. Correct. So cash out refinances are still common in this market, even though the rates are a little bit higher. The one thing that we are still in a situation is we do have a lot of equity to work Mm -hmm. with. So the consumer does have some uh, capabilities to pull some cash out to consolidate and improve their overall financial situation. Yes, you may pay a little bit higher rate, but in the grand scheme of things versus what the cost of the consumer debt is and things like that, we can restructure things and make it where 
the consumer can improve their financial situation. Yeah. Part of our process, John, is making sure we take a look at that balance sheet for our clients. And that's got everything to do with mortgage interest rates and debt, student loan debt or, or housing debt, whatever it might be. We've also got some really great tools on our website different types of financial calculators that are available to folks out there. So on the uh, resources tab, you just yep. click on that at soarwellstrategies.com. That's right. And while you're there, you can also schedule a time with us to come in uh, for a fit meeting. If you'd like to visit more about uh, what we do here or, or help us get you in, in contact with Ben as well. Ben, thank you so much for your time today. You know, Freedom Lending is out there to help folks. And if they have any questions, please contact Ben. And thank you, gentlemen, for having me on as a guest today. You bet. And join us next time on Financial Flight Academy. Thank you for listening to the Financial Flight Academy podcast. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit our website at SoarWealthStrategies.com or give us a call at 531-867-3400. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Soar Wealth Strategies. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service providers with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Securities and advisory services offered through Commonwealth Financial Network, member FINRA SIPC, a registered investment advisor.